this is Unrelegated coming at you live from Hudson FC. And we're live, baby. And uh, we had a loading screen that went twice, and we're already off to a great start. Um, it's an on-time start, honestly. <laughs> well, we didn't know that the it was going to actually kick off uh, automatically. So right. uh, anyways, there you go. So we're still learning. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we should have had Tim and Kevin come and set this up for us. You know what the heck they're doing. A little bit um, at a time. You know, it's our, fir it's our first. So yeah, I, I think we... We started well. It's yeah. going off to a good start. It's fine. People can it's like hear the beginning us, right? Of our season. Uh, yeah, we'll, for sure. We'll see. We'll see if people can hear us or not. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I'm trying to get into the chat, but yeah. Uh, I'm sitting on here. I already have two people saying hi. So hello, hi. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Please feel free to chat along with us. We'll see your comments uh, during the whole show. Uh, once we get into topics, give us your ideas. Give us your thoughts. We'll probably bring up some comments during it. Um, so we'd love to interact with you. This is sort of what this is all about, us doing this live so we can interact with you. We can broaden the conversation with all of the fans, and we can sort of, you know, Enter your homes and your lives. <laughs> Sounds creepy. <laughs> and be be part of the family, even more so than we already are. Yeah. All right. Cool. Everybody can hear us. Thank you for letting us know in chat. And thank you for joining us here at Hudson FC, our headquarters, our booth with the new sign here. Uh, Conquered, baby. Yeah. I feel like we're going to start this wall. We'll start collecting things. Yeah. Um, Just so the next one. We'll go right next to it. We appreciate it, Fran. appreciate it, uh, setting that up for us and putting cool stuff on the wall for everybody to see. So, so Kelly, uh, tell me about how, you know, what's going on. What's, uh, how's been your week and, and my all that? My week's been good. So I just started my league play on Monday, um, but I started it off by playing with a bunch of the resurgence people uh, Sunday, and that ended up being a two-hour sweat fest where you you came out and had a little fun with, uh, with recording us. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And enjoyed that. And then uh, thankfully, right after you left, we decided to go to Shirts and Skins. So a lot of people started. Uh, what was wrong with the shirts. lights and darts <laughs> that you were playing? <laughs> it got too hot. At one point, I was just like, this is this is this is too much. So it was in the morning. How long did you guys play out there? We were we were there since 9 a.m. Right. And then we stayed until uh, around 1130. That's too much soccer. It's too much soccer. <laughs> and it's too, too much, much heat. Much it's way too much. sun. I'm burnt. Y'all are crazy. Burnt. I left like after an hour of recording because I ran out of memory. Like I filled up two memory cards yeah. <laughs> from shooting <laughs> uh, using the new but shoulder rig. So. I, I, I played one of my, my best games of pickup that I've had, and then I completely shot myself in the foot on Monday when I had one of the worst games of pickup I've ever had. So you got you got your good and your bads, as as the famous clip is. Sometimes good, so, sometimes it'd be good, sometimes it'd be shit. So, you know, that's just me on a personal level. Well, apparently uh, the video is not running smoothly. We are on the Hudson FC's private Wi-Fi, but it may not be good enough. We may have to switch over to my phone next time and use that as a hotspot. This was a trial to see if their private Wi-Fi could handle the stream. Um, if it can't, we'll figure something else out for next time. So hopefully it's not to the point where people can't understand what we're saying. Right. Um, because we're also relying on this audio to go out for the <laughs> podcast. So if it's all garbled, then this is just throwaway. And we'll just have AJ delete it forever. Ever. Uh, Forever, ever. It'll be fine. So if you are not aware, guys, the first time you're listening to us, we're an uncensored, pretty self-deprecating soccer lifestyle podcast, kind of focus on Atlanta soccer, supporters culture, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. We make videos and music videos and and vlogs, and, and uh, we do a lot of stuff with Lane Knife and TV. Um, yes, we fact, do. In fact, we have a new series that Tanner and I have been doing. It's sort of uh, twice a week so far. We've been pumping out every three or four days called Five Stripe Five. And so it's basically the show, as we say, uh, we tell you all the things we think you should know. Even if you don't know, you need to know them. We're going to tell you anyways. And it's just a quick five, six-minute 
roundup of what's going on. And you I think get, it's, they're, yeah. they're wonderful because, I mean, you're getting so much information in a very short, conge- uh, congested amount of time. And, and sometimes during a work day or during the week, it's, it's sort of hard to sit down and, and watch and try to uh, digest all of the news that's come, that comes out. So it's sort of it's a blessing to have something like that going on. So good work, guys. Word. Word up. Word to your moms. <laughs> so we had a match. Uh, the match has happened. Yes. And uh, 2-1 final score. Uh, a loss on the road in Seattle. Seattle has been killing it up there. They have. Uh, they looked uh, really good. And depending on who you talk to, there's about a thousand different ways that uh, I've seen people say they thought it was uh, completely a disaster. Some people said it was close. Some people said that we should have been lost by more. Uh, you know, I think I think Jason Longshore said it on Saturday down here too. He's like, "There's just I don't think anybody saw this game the same way." No, no, I, I, and look, I thought the first half we played really well, uh, which I've also been people have uh, battled me about, but I thought that we we held our own and and we needed to come back into the second half, uh, you know, fixing a little bit of the problems, and it, it we just sort of lost it from there. Um, I feel like we had we had chances to to level it. Uh, we had chances to walk out of there with a tie, but I, I feel like, you know, at that point in time, we lost our head halfway through the, the second half, and it just there's really no coming back from that. <laughs> well, I mean, by we, uh, Gressel and LGP, right? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Gressel with the giveaway. Like, like, let's look at this video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up here if you're watching, and, uh, uh, and let's just look at this goal. So Gressel gives it away, right? And uh, not, not a good look. And then just look at that. That he kicks it over Miles Robinson. <laughs> scores the goal. Like, what in the world? I mean, it was a killer goal. It'll probably win goal of the uh, of the week or something like that. So, um, yeah, Rui Diaz did that. That it's like what they called that the sombrero goal. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. So either way, a great goal, but it was set up by Gressel in the first place. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then the terrible giveaway by LGP in the back. Right. Absolutely terrible, terrible giveaway. As I'm sure you're probably queuing up that video as well. So. No, I don't have that video. No. We don't want to watch it anyway. I, don't, I can't. I can't show MLS highlights because then the video, our videos get flagged and and you. you know, oh uh, yeah, like a so, Celine Dion thing. So I can show the uh, team videos that they make themselves, but I can't show the broadcast um, stuff. So because of licensing funds. Yeah, so. but what a wonderful! I mean, it was an incredible goal. It probably will be goal of the week. And you know, n- normally we don't see Miles Robinson in a one v one battle really getting schooled, but he he was taken to school there, and it's sort of hard to watch. But at the same time, you got to tip your cat. That's that's a great goal. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, my opinion is that we just weren't. I don't think we were great the entire match. I think there were moments like. Joseph had moments. Obviously, he scored a goal. Um, Gressel had moments where he should have put it away, but he was getting in the box, um, and he was hustling, and he was doing. I, I don't know. I think I didn't. I don't think he had as bad of a game mm-hmm. as some people said. But all you can remember is the horrendous giveaway, Correct. right? And the thing is, like, here's my thing with that. It's not like we didn't know that this is an issue for him for the last two seasons. Like, that's why. He didn't play midfield a lot right. because he would give the ball away in bad spots. And so he would be up on the wing. Right. And so part of this is a symptom of, like, you're putting a guy who has a susceptibility to this in a position, playing a position where he could make those types of mistakes. LGP, I can't explain. I don't know where his head's been at, but it he's been very frustrating. Uh, it's very mixed bag. Yeah. Um, and definitely not, you know, defender of the year performance. 
like last season. So we have guys that look exhausted because there's injuries, they're playing all the time, there's no continuity in the back line, they haven't played together. Uh, I think I heard uh, 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 Nick Alifi said that, uh, or Jason Longshore say that uh, the back line the, that we want to see hasn't played together even once. Yeah. Because when we did have Bello, right. Escobar was already injured with a collarbone injury. Correct. So it's all these things compounding. Uh, I think it's also the new system, which is boring in my opinion, uh, because it's just not the same style. And right. then he's trying to implement it with all this other chaos going on. And then I just get the feeling that there's no team chemistry right now. It feels like, I don't know what it is. It just feels like these players look disjointed, that they are feeling the same thing we're seeing. Right. And it's, it's, it's showing when you obviously watch them play. I would agree with you on that. I, it feels weirdly like the chemistry and the sort of um, vibe that we had coming off of the, the win has sort of dissipated. And maybe that's with the new system that's being put in place and that nobody really technically as you can see, feels comfortable in what they're doing. And I think we're focusing too much on trying to make the defense work when when we should be still also paying attention to our attack. Our attack hasn't been the same since we won the Cup. And that's yeah, I mean, honestly what Barco. puts butts in seats. We haven't yeah. Barco either since he went on international duty, basically. Um, and, and then came back briefly, got injured. Mikey yeah. Ambrose, we found out, got a hamstring injury. Yep, so uh, we don't have in, him. Right in training before Seattle. Like our, it's a mess. And then Breck Shea... Tore his ACL, and yep. he, I think I don't know if it is the same knee. I know when I spoke to him before, he I believe it's the same. He same had knee. torn an ACL before, yep. Um, and that's when Devin and I met him uh, into him, and they were coming back from uh, where were they coming? New York, and he was uh, he had just got checked up with uh, you know uh, insurance comp or something like that yeah. for his previous injury. So really devastating. A season ending, game yep. over. He still his salary still takes a hit against the cap. Yeah, and so but. But in regards to that, if we're talking about the this whole him going on the injury reserve, uh, injury list, right, and so that opens up a roster spot, with the way that, that that functions, it means that whoever comes in place for that spot wouldn't actually count against our cap, which which helps. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. So I guess that's that's nice. <laughs> it is nice. I mean, when we're talking about all the restrictions that MLS has against. It teams and the way that they can rush, they can build the roster and the roster restrictions that they have. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you have a player that you still have to pay for with their salary, even though they're on a season injury, a season-ending injury list. It's nice to know that whoever they come in or they replace that ro- roster spot with will not be pulled to the cap. Well, let's talk about this. So, Sydney Hunt of Dirty South Soccer said there was a key, a couple key points because the an article came out, news came out uh, from Paul Tenorio initially uh, broke the news uh, from the Athletic that Atlanta United were interested in uh, Mo Adams from Chicago. Uh, and he hasn't... I don't think he's on a starting roster position right now. I think no. he's like a reserve uh, spot. But he has a green card, so Atlanta United would still have an international slot remaining. I think he's originally a, uh, Adidas Generation Adidas player mm-hmm. and from Georgia. So uh, that's helpful. Um, and then because otherwise we'd have an issue with him being able to play as a starter um, because of the number of slots left or something, but right. uh, roster rules, uh, not my forte. I, yeah, no. <laughs> so it says uh, if Brexhay is forced to go on season-ending injury list, which at the time we didn't know yet, but he is, um, he would get roster relief, as you talked about. Right. So he'd no longer take up a spot on the roster, and we get some relief in terms. And this guy, like we're talking, like you know, hundred thousand dollars. He made, a, I think, he's on the 
Uh, I think he's listed like he's for not 100, expensive. He's a hundred grand, right? Um, which isn't. I mean, that's not much cheaper than Gressel, right? Jack I mean, Gre- it's not much cheaper. Gressel's than what not making much more. Than that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So there you go. Uh, apparently, he is a. Um, uh, if we look at Felipe Cardenas' tweet, uh, Mo Adams uh, is has divorced that is being looked at as potentially a fullback position. Um, I, they so. also play as uh, a. Def- a a more defensive midfielder as well. Right. He's a defensive midfielder, but they're looking at him potentially playing or filling that well, fullback I mean, role, which I would still think they're still looking for a fullback. They should still be looking for a fullback because when you look at both sides, right, so we're we're light on both sides. We've got Escobar, and then who else goes into that right side? And also, this happened so fast. Was this something we were already doing before Breckshay? Yes. Uh, from from whatever, everything that I've read, that this was in works before the Breckshay thing happened. Okay. So this was this was uh, somebody they wanted to bring in anyway before Breckshay went down and and now honestly you know this it's awful that what happened to Breck Shea and uh, I thoughts and feelings out to you and hopefully that you recover soon and that the surgery goes well but the silver lining here is that it happened during the transfer window so at least we can try and then make the moves to fix the problem (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's it's really crappy that that's the way that I set that up but like it's you know, it, that is sort of the silver lining that you have the ability at this point in time. You should have already been looking ahead but of this. At the same time, Breckshay's salary still hits the cap. He's not cheap. You know, he's major discount for what he was. And so that's going to impact any consideration of who we bring in as well. Either way, they better get busy, man. Uh, this transfer window, get something, because everything is falling to pieces in terms of injuries. Uh, in fact, if we talk about different injuries um i think we're at franco escobar out yep mikey ambrose is out yep rex very much out yes very much out uh florentine pogba yep out probably mm-hmm. still barco not uh still not uh, training. Doing training um tito not training tito's not training bello not training yep so uh, mike conti uh, mike and kratz Con- people and you kratz. forget about kratz yeah so mike conti had a, a very interesting couple of tweets that were this week so this is what the sort of injury is going to be the main topic of most of his treasure chest tweets but he basically said percentage of season missed due to injury um and then in parentheses minutes in mls matches only bellow has missed 100 percent of the season with an injury kratz 90 percent ambrose 70 vialba 40 barco 25 escobar 20 remedi nine percent Pogba, 8%. Pity Martinez, 5%. So when you look at that list of players that we've had that have a percentage of their MLS, mass, MLS matches missed because of injury, it's a long list. It's a really, really long list. It's ridiculous when you see them all laid out like that. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And then uh, you also have another one in here um, on Working Wednesday's match uh, that Atlanta has not won a league match this year when the players... Uh, these players are out. Escobar, when Escobar is out, we're 0 3 and 2. When Remedi's out, we're 0 3 and 0. Lorenowitz, when he's out, we're 0 2 and 0, although he wasn't much help last time, to no. be honest. <laughs> Which I, I gotta say, yeah. it's very interesting and that Atlanta United is doing promos with him for tomorrow because he's not playing. Normally they do promos with a playing with somebody that can play, but he's out for two more matches. I don't know how that works. If they spent the money to do a record his stuff, they got to use it, right? So well, no, like it's a, a photo promo. So like mm-hmm. in their like match day that you get in your emails, he's like that stuff was probably orchestrated like probably weeks ago. probably. <laughs> I just thought it was very interesting that that's with this congested fixture schedule, they probably have their programs like scheduled yeah, out like a month in advance. That's true. Uh, and so it's been. And speaking of um, fixtures and stuff, and and we'll, we'll dig into that. But uh, Footy Mob uh, had a member kind of dig into 
just how congested things have been. And he said that uh, that they've counted rest days on the calendar for the whole year. If Atlanta he makes the, uh, the U.S. Open Cup final, they will end up uh, have playing 24 of their 34 league games on short rest, which means 70% of our league games, five on four days rest, 11 on three days rest, eight on two days rest across all competitions, and then have four more games on two days rest and one more on three days rest. So their point was any discussion about the standings and about where we're at and about your feelings have to take that into consideration, which I think is reasonable. It is reasonable. It still doesn't make me feel any less frustrated with where <laughs> we're at this season. I still have the same feelings right? Yeah. as to the logical, whether it's a logical cause or you can explain away or there's excuses or they're not excuses because they're actually logical reasons. I don't care. Just fix it. Right. <laughs> like, Just get fix better play- Get players in the transfer window, right? Make some good moves. We've had some... So we know that our front office can make crude moves when they have to. Do it again. Get some solid guys in. And let's not get into a position again where we're, we're shipping away Zizzo and Greg Garza, like all of our backups, so that when we get in this position... It's like the worst-case scenario. We get rid of all of the... Backups. The backup guys. Like McCann and... Yeah. And, yeah. and then we get slammed with right. this. And it's like... You, please learn from this. Please learn right. from this. That, that this can happen. Especially if the league is cramming all these games in yes. together like this. There's going to be even more injuries. But that's also on the league, though. They have got to see that not only this team, but other teams like Toronto... Uh- SKC, you know, Gressel had a, a really uh, stagnant point to this when he was talking to the media today. He said, yeah, I think it's proven that you have a higher injury risk when you play a lot more games, especially after a short off season. And all that stuff plays a role. You saw it with Kansas City, same thing. You saw it with Toronto last year, same thing. We're looking at these teams who are good teams, but because of the congestion, the congestion, right, from CCL, from Open Cup, from regular MLS Cup matches, now with the Champions Cup, we're seeing all of these games that these teams are playing, and they're they're running the players dry, and then something's got to change on the front, whether it be MLS change and go back to a longer season instead of trying to congest everything uh, to before Thanksgiving, or... They open up a little bit of their roster restrictions. You allow teams to have another DP. You allow teams to to spend a little bit more money, have a, have, have a little bit more leeway on the restrictions that you have with your roster. I understand that it was made to keep the teams fair and to keep MLS teams pretty much even with each other, but at some point in time, you've got to realize what you're doing to the players and that's not healthy. I'm just going to sum it by this. Okay. This schedule is not going to work. No, it's not. It's too much. And it's it puts a strain on the players. Gressel came out, talked about the impact. It also impacts the attractiveness and the enjoyability of the game. And then other people will come out and say, but all the teams are facing the same problem, which, yes, they are. But Atlanta United specifically has played like four or five more matches in this congested schedule than in terms of that congested time period because of CCL and all right. this other stuff than any other team. So we are still facing, you know, yes, it's it's something, a challenge that all the teams are facing, but Atlanta United's up there in terms of the most right. uh, matches in that And we're also time. a team that 
that get most of our games broadcast on national television. We're a team that is attractive. We're a team that draws in. <laughs> not anymore. We're not. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. Is like after you? this season, I wonder how many uh, how many uh, ch channels are gonna, or ESPN is going to pick up our games. Correct. Be and it's not. And a lot of it has to do with this congestion, probably, and the injuries and stuff. Um, uh, Jason Longshore in that same thread said that uh, basically, you know, the, the part of the decision was the World Cup 2022. They're also trying to avoid the international windows in October, November. So there isn't a break in the playoffs. But the way they're doing the playoffs, the way they decided to do the playoffs also makes this worse. Yeah, uh, it does. And so I, I don't know. It, to me, there's better ways to do this. They keep trying to fix it. I don't know if they're going to wait. Like if the CBA, this will be part of that discussion. I would imagine it is. I would hope so. It seems like they're talking. They're going to be talking about everything in the CBA. So I don't know. Like, well, maybe we may even see players go on strike or something because it's just it's madness. I mean, this has to be weighing on the minds of the players. Yeah. When you see an injury list like that, like yeah. what are we doing? I mean, it and yeah, like it's a safety thing. It's a health. It's of the absolutely players. a safety. Forget thing. the entertainment value. You know. I mean, well, nobody's going to want to come to MLS with the con congested schedule that we have now and think, oh, I'm going to get injured. And fly commercial the whole time and, fly and then yeah, miss flights and have to go to the morning of. Let's also even add that into it. You're flying commercial, right? Although it didn't stop the Red Bulls from flying in like and four hours later just driving to the stadium and still winning right. against us. But, <laughs> but. but the, the, there's still that, that point of like we, we forget that cross-country is a huge ordeal. Flying to Seattle is a long flight. That's that's tiring on anybody. That's jet lag. That's a lot of other things. So you're not only putting the players through the the exhaustion that they're getting through with the matches per week, but also the cross country travel. That's yeah. that's just another thing on top of it. So on top of all of this, we had the whole PT Martinez drama and Frank DeBoer and you know Frank DeBoer using the word dangerous that he's dangerous you know was dangerous, dangerous. and then PT getting all in, wrinkled up about it and you know saying to the uh, Fox Argentina press that yeah he he'd rather that he was told ahead of time Frank DeBoer saying that he did tell talk to him before he went out <laughs> to the press conference so someone's lying or there's just really poor communication either way. Um, you know, the front office had to step in and have a sit down uh, with PT and make sure everything was fine and uh, Carlos Bacanegra and specifically. Um, and so everybody's saying it's fine. It's just a misunderstanding. You know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, both people are right. I think they're also both wrong. They're both knuckleheads. Just, just stop doing this dumb stuff. Like, stop talking to the press and mouthing off. And if you're not talking to your player before you're throwing them under the bus, talk to your player first before you throw them under the bus. Right. Like, get it sorted. Yeah. Like, we don't have time for this shit. Yeah. We're already getting all fucked up with all the schedule shit we're talking about and everything else that's going on and injuries. That we yeah. got this bullshit drama going on. So yeah. that was unnecessary, unneeded nonsense that's happening. But at the same time, since that stuff's been going on, PT's had two solid games. He has. And, so. and I think that that was one of the things that he also mentioned out of this whole debacle is that he sort of, at the end of games, just sort of shuts off to himself and he's going to try to be a little bit more open and, and talk to other people and talk to the coach and all that good stuff. So if the communication needed that sort of an event to happen for him to sort of write his boat, then I'm fine with it. Um, I mean, he's, ha he's yeah. had good games. And he's also had games where he has been a little bit dangerous. But at the same point in time, I absolutely agree with you. Both of them need to talk. This shouldn't be something that we as a As, as a coach, a base, you have to be yeah. aware that his ego is probably fragile as it is. Don't use language like that. Like, be a little right. more political. Right. I understand that Frank DeBoer is a straight shooter. Right. 
and that he expects everybody just to get used to it. That's the way it's going to go. But at the same time, you know, there's cultural divides and things like that. You should be sensitive to just relax. Just everybody calm the fuck down. Like, right. you don't want to be going out there and be like, he was dangerous. Like, just say that he wasn't playing <laughs> as defensively. It was a bad, you know, he was putting bad balls or whatever, but just the words that he uses is just gonna, like, you know that's going to push buttons, right? And yes. I don't think he got the reaction, or maybe it did. Maybe it did get the reaction he wanted. Maybe he didn't mind him going to the press about it. It got him to wake up and go, oh, okay. Oh, like, yeah. So, who knows? I don't know sports psychology. Uh, the board's been doing a lot longer than I have, so maybe this was, like, planned uh, to do this specifically. Um, well, we do have good news. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a little bit of good news. So uh, Atlanta United has signed George Campbell to a homegrown player contract. He's 18 years old. Um, and that contract, as we uh, have seen uh, through this whole uh, issue with Brekshay, um, as we all know now, will not be in effect until 2020, January 1st. So Because of dumb roster because rules. Because of dumb roster rules because rules i don't know so we can't even get the player we just signed into a home homegrown deal because <laughs> mls so uh some sort of uh interesting things about him right he's a sixth player to sign as a homegrown uh in the club's history he started the academy in 2016 and the 2017 season but what's cooler i think about this is that he spent the majority of the 2019 season with atlanta united too yeah in fact he's uh across his colleagues in atlanta united too he's ranked second and like tackles and yeah. duels one mm -hmm. and then third in clearances so yes. a defender um you know we're basically with parkhurst probably on the way out um we don't know lgp situation obviously we thought i would have said that he was a lock-in guy for a career guy at Atlanta united right. i don't think he likes frank DeBoer very much i don't get the feeling that he likes him very much he's not performing well so you know i would put him on the list i even said i even said this i put out uh my only prediction that I'm putting out for this season is oh, that no. I think that whether I don't know when it happened, it's one year, two years down the road, but I think LGP will leave Atlanta United before Frank DeBoer does. So uh, that's my prediction. I just don't think LGP's jiving right now with Frank DeBoer's system, or maybe it's just continuity and once everybody's healthy again and they're playing together, it'll be fine. But at the same time, there's clear problems. And so Either way, I digress. We need guys that are young, that are going to be coming up, that can play defense, that can play center back. We clearly need young guys that can play right back or left back. Uh, <laughs> we coming just need up. backs in general. Yeah, just all the backs. All just bring them in. <laughs> um, I, I can, I can. I'm, I'm sometimes a, a right back, so I can just slot in whenever. If you guys want to hire somebody, I'd be terrible, but you know, at least I'd be a body. Yeah. I'll flail myself in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in chat, Tanner says, uh, Jose in uh, speaking to the, we're talking about psychology, the Mourinho psychology. Uh, and James says that he's tempted to reach the screen and smack Tanner right now <laughs> uh, for that comment. So, Oh, you got to love the chat. But what's sort of yeah. interesting about Campbell, and, and I'm back onto that, but like uh, he is, and this is something that we should be excited about coming into the next year is that he, as a homegrown, as an 18 year old, has played in 11 games and 10 of them he started. So, back on that defensive unit, like we have the we have people coming up that we'll be able to have access to next year. Um, it's unfortunate we just can't get them now. Well, that's Frank DeBoer talks about. He says it's frustrating the roster rules that he can't just go right. like an Ajax and grab guys right. and just bring them right up. And you know, and if this was Europe, we'd sign the guy, but, but because he's currently classified as an academy player right. and not a homegrown yet, right. then he can't be brought up to MLS. He can be signed to a professional contract for USL, 
Right. And then he could be loaned, I think, to mm. MLS. But it's just like, this is so stupid. He's in our academy. Yeah. Why can't we just pull him in whenever we want? I don't know. I don't understand this stuff. I hope they fix this shit. It's freaking annoying. And well, uh, it's got to be frustrating for Frank DeBoer, who's trying to come in here and let these kids play, right? Yeah. Because also they get frustrated. And he said, you know, because they know, oh, God, I have to wait another six months. Yeah. That's got to be aggravating. It's got to also be When they ag- know they're good enough yeah. that he wants to play them now. Yeah. I mean, he, he literally said two names. So, like, I mean, absolutely, they, they know that they have the ability to come up and that the, the coach is watching them. But also what's sort of not on the bright side, I mean, Atlanta United, too, hasn't been doing very well, right? So then it's this inconsistency. As Josh the- reminds me every time we're on Twitter, it's not their job to win. It's their job to Get the guys up. I don't care. It sucks. I mean, it's still, you're constantly losing. You're still That's charging gotta... tickets for people to go and watch that fucking garbage. I mean, eight to one. Yeah, it was bad. They lost bad. eight to one. Now, granted, like for context, Red Bulls 2, always one of the best size contenders, yep. always contenders for uh, the championship. They're and, a great team. And they, but at the same time, and they've had a academy and, and a system for a long time. So, they're entrenched in their philosophy. My problem is, is that it's very difficult for the average fan to stomach that kind of beatdown. Yep. I don't care that your average age of, was 19 years old on the field. I understand that, hey, look, that's part of this is because Gallagher went and got loaned to Aberdeen and won man of the match playing in a Europa League you know, uh, a qualification match. Uh, we have other guys that we've been sending up. Miles Robinson lost. You know, There's no continuity, and I get that. But this is a second year in. What's our fucking philosophy? Because I understand Stephen Glass has an interview and talks about the fact that winning is not the priority. No, actually, no. Stephen Glass came out and said it. I think he changed. He, wants, he, he wants said, he said win. winning is a priority. Now, he tempered that, of course, saying that we want to build it. But my big question is, when you look at these other, uh, uh, like, Rebels 2 and stuff, they bring in a, a solid string of USL professionals yep. that they play that expect to win. And it's not only about having the right people there with the mentality to understand, like a Metcalf, that they're helping the, the youth go up. Right. Especially when you're sitting there and you know you're not going to get called up to the first team. Right. And you have to go and face these defeats time and time and time again. Granted, maybe they're like, hey, the cafeteria food's fantastic. This is better than anything else I was playing in in some shithouse fucking USL team. Right. And maybe it's fine. But maybe other guys are sitting there going, this is bullshit. Like, I'm sick of losing. Like, I understand I'm helping these kids grow up, but how does that help me in my career? So it has to go through the psychology of somebody, like a professional USL player. And so you have to have this right mixture and this right blend, right? And I don't think we're getting there. I don't know if they know exactly what their philosophy is or if their philosophy is meeting what they want to do. And if that's partly just because we've had a, stu- a few players move on. Andrew Carlton, it, it, and it, I don't know how to explain that one. He looked dreadful in that match. And so you have these players that are not doing good enough. Yeah. And then you just have young guys in the academy popping in and out all over the place with no continuity. I get that it affects performances. But losing 8-1 to one is unacceptable. That's just not inspiring and that doesn't inspire people to go out and watch Atlanta United 2. It hurts your product. Yeah, it does. From a marketing aspect, it's garbage because at the fucking same time this is an entertainment. 
It's entertainment. So don't give me that fucking bullshit that like, oh, well, they could lose all their matches as long as they're putting out the products. Well, then nobody's going to fucking show up and pay money to see them. And then you're going to have an empty fucking stadium. And then it's how, how much fun are USL professionals going to be having coming there and playing in front of empty stadiums? So I just, I think it's, it's bad. I think it's bad for the culture. I think it's bad for psychology. I think we have this, I hope they figure it out, that they could find some balance. Because we're about to play Birmingham, who yeah. just signed Asiadu. Yeah. By the way, yeah, they did. And if we lose to them this weekend, they're going to surpass us in the table. They're a brand new, they're a premium legion. I mean, they're, they're crap, and we're about to possibly fall under them. And the only team that's worse right now than us is the uh, Swope Park Rangers in last yep. place. Yep. So it's aggravating. I think it's easy for analysts or people to say, well, you just got to be patient and this and that. But at the same time, I think it's a little more complicated than that. And you can't tell me that they're happy and satisfied with those kinds of results. So my rant is over for late night, too. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> at the end of that, I was like, okay, deep breath, Jay. <laughs> and granted. <laughs> our, full of air. I mean, you look at the Academy by itself. Right? Yeah. They're killing it. The they Academy are. is bomb. But stepping up to USL is a whole other story. But, they're not, but you have to also realize that those Academy players that have been looked at by other teams. So they're not always, not all of those players are going to go up into our USL team anyway. Well, it seems like we're rotating everybody the fuck in there right now. I mean, everybody's getting a chance to go in there because I mean, our Academy good, kids are that good because they're going yeah. up. But when you do that and they're play, being thrown in and you have a guy who's typically like a forward playing as a right back or something, right. you know, then those are the types of experimentation that are also and going on. That's what we saw with John Gallagher, who yeah. was a, a forward, then a winger, and then he was a right back. And now he's doing well with Aberdeen. I get it. But there has to be a balance. There, there does have to be a balance, but that's sort of the hardest part. And that's sort of what Stephen Glass did say. So he, he was basically saying winning is a priority, but I don't – he doesn't know who he's got to use until week of, maybe a, a few days out before the match. So it's this whole – rotating of your squad and i i get it look there should be no matter who is playing in on the team there should be a system and there should be a way that this you works should have a stalwart of several players on that team that are always playing consistently in that position like when you're doing a, like a red bulls where it looks like everybody's playing except for maybe one or two people in a for the first time you know I don't know how helpful that is. Yeah. Because you're not have you don't have any continuity with your teammates. There's nobody there. Metcalf did, did they and Met, Metcalf was out uh, I think uh, injured or something. So that had an impact. So you had one of your senior guys mm-hmm. not there, which which you know it helps to have those guys but on the But do you field. really think that they started Atlanta United 2 to make a profit? I don't think they did. I think that of they really not. brought that in to 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 culture But it's your brand. I do agree. Your yes. fucking logos on there. I know. So don't have Stephen Glass come out and do an article and say that winning is a priority this season. And then fucking pull that shit because that doesn't jive. So which is it? Is it just fuck winning? Fine. Then just be honest and say we don't give a shit about winning. Right. Then fucking say that. Don't say winning is a priority and then, oh, you know, we'll be in last place at the table. Like, that's just – I don't understand from – from and, and I, I, I talked to Josh about this and, you know, his – he always goes back to the same thing, which is, okay, well, the job is to keep Elaine United players fresh when they're playing. They do that. There, you see guys that have successfully been moved out or sold or loaned out. You know, uh, Lagos Kungo is doing well for Memphis yeah, 901. So there are, there are signs that things, pieces of this are working. Right. We know it is. They but are. But it's not fully there yet. And maybe it's going to take a couple years 
to figure this out because the USL team's only two years well, old. The academy's what? what, four years old? Yeah, the academy's way older than the USL teams. But the USL team is still only two seasons in. Yeah, but so a lot of those players that we have right now on that team that are those solid veteran players are not from our, our academy. They are from people that we've picked up and, and that, that are rotated. You're absolutely right. I think we should start with a solid base Just of guys. Just figure this shit out, guys. Come on. Uh, by the way, I got to say, uh, thank you, Daniel Graham. Live J-Riddle is the best J-Riddle. It absolutely is. Boom. You're absolutely right. Uh, but to sort of tie up the whole ATL UTD with the bow, they are sixth in the USL Championship uh, Eastern Conference, and they are right now at 3, 4, and 10. So everything you're saying, Jay, 16th. makes 16th. You said sixth. Oh, I'm sorry. I said <laughs> it's on my notes as 16th, so... I'm just, <laughs> I was like, they're definitely not six. <laughs> I'm wishing them luck. That would I'm make my rant totally moot. Like, that would have been hilarious. I could go on this rant about how disastrous they are. And then Kelly's like, and they're sixth place. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, what was that? What was he screaming uh, about well, I mean, then? It's that like seems the, okay. It's the rants that people have about Atlanta United and about how just disastrous we are right now. But we're fourth. And the conference. Well, I mean, it helps when the rest of the Eastern Conference is also facing this yeah, congested fixture really, schedule, yeah. and they're also being complete shit. I mean, so, but does that make this, does that make, should that make us feel any better? I don't think so. I think that, you know, at, this is an expectations game, people. In my opinion, I don't give a fuck what people expect Columbus Crew or if the Columbus Crew fans aren't as angry as we are and they're even doing worse. I don't give a shit. Nobody expected the Columbus Crew to do fuck all. We expect Atlanta United to be a championship trophy winning team. Yes. So therefore, the bar is different. So when you see people get upset, it shows they fucking care. I don't get this whole bullshit where people come out and be like, well, fuck those people because they're being completely ridiculous and they need to calm down. Why? Why should they calm down? They pay for season tickets. They get fucking pissed off as they want to be. Should Do they, should, if we're, what's, then what's the cutoff line? Is the cutoff line, then you could, oh, you're allowed to be upset once we're in seventh place? Like, yeah. what's the fucking cutoff line? That's the line? cutoff line. So I get it. Like, we all have varying degrees of way we express this stuff. And sure, there's some, like, outliers that are like, to pour out. And there's some outliers that are like, everything's fine. But for the most part, I think we're kind of in this one big pot in the middle going, swimming around trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. Like, we're just trying we're to all, figure out what's going on. We're trying to figure out what the fuck's <laughs> happening. And, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the schedule. A lot of it has to do with injuries. But there, there are things that, like, I sometimes don't agree with what Frank DeBoer does. So, like, I said... After the game in Seattle, I don't think that that subbing, um, well, it was Remedi for um, Heidman. I didn't think that that was the right move. I thought Remedi was actually having a pretty good game, um, despite what people think. And I think that Gressel actually should have been subbed out. So that's my take on it. But, I mean, like, I'm, I'm obviously not the coach. I mean, you, you don't pay me for that. But it's, it's if we don't have fans that – care or or also trying to figure out what's going on or also trying to give their opinion on it then we don't have interaction then we don't have I'd people buying see tickets twitter fucking on fire over what people some people may perceive as nothing burgers than a bunch of apoplectic apathy and just dead quiet because nobody gives a fucking shit anymore and that's the thing like to me this is good like, it's good that Elena <laughs> Twitter goes on fire when this stuff happens because it shows that people give a shit. If they didn't give a shit, then they'd turn Twitter off. They wouldn't even talk about it. They'd be like, I'm not going. I don't care. I'm not watching. I don't care what happens to the team. But that's not what happened. People care. Yeah, and people should care. So they I say should care. continue to be whatever you want to be about this, you know, and don't think your takes are silly or let people tell you that they're dumb or that you're being outlandish, you know. 
You feel but what also, you feel. We're not all analysts. Like, but, we're not, it's not my fucking job to sit there and go through, dig through three years of stats and try to compare the number of losses and wins. And, well, Joseph didn't play this game. So if you look and carry that and carry the one and the two, I don't give a fuck. That's not my fucking job. My job is to listen to those people and then weigh that against my emotions and say, okay, does that influence me enough to now yell a little less or more? <laughs> like, you know, so, so I get it. Like, most of us are operating with what's in front of us for that game and maybe the last few games in our memory banks, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> we don't have, like, the spreadsheets open and no, we're looking we at whoscored.com and all this stuff. And I think people that have the loudest microphones sometimes, speak your mind, give us the facts, yeah. tell us what you think. But I don't need the, the, the talking down. It's also not finite. Of like at the end of your comment about how you, you know, you think that this is actually not that bad and the da, 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 and then you tell people to calm down. Well, you could leave that part out. Why don't you yeah. just stick to what you feel? Okay. But just don't like who cares what everybody else is saying? Like you don't have to fucking shit on them. No. Like that doesn't you help shouldn't. you make your point. No. And that's what I was trying yeah. to say. It's like it. You can have your opinion. You can have your opinion on if you think we did well or whatever. And if you want to mute some um, things and in your own opinion, you can. But I wouldn't say talk down to anybody. That's not what this is about. We're we're here to spread I the game. I just see a lot of well, actually, and explainings going on when things are not going well. And I see a lot of people complaining about cussing. <laughs> That's what I see, and, so. and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, we have uh, we kind of already went through all the injuries, uh, so we we covered that. And if we look ahead, uh, we are currently in fourth place. We're currently in fourth place, people. Everything is fine. Don't worry about it. We <laughs> have all the games. We have 50,000 games in hand. We're only like three points behind. Uh, no, we're six it's, points it's, behind it's, 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 Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, totally two fine. Games in, two games in hand, but it's six all good. points behind. Either way, um, I mean, like the fact that DC United is a second, like I was like, really? It didn't seem like they've been quietly just moving along. They've been along. quietly climbing uh, up, yeah, for sure. Uh, NYCFC just got beat by Red Bulls in that crazy corner flag incident. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you guys see that? So, so basically, uh, oh, a ball went out. A, pro. a ball went out the corner. Uh, lines, linesman said, clearly pointed the corner. Corner kick. Uh, Red Bulls went and quickly threw the ball in. Threw right. it in. The guy didn't say shit. He just looked and said, oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, it caused, uh, created a goal. Uh, Royer scored the goal. Right. They ended up winning 2-1. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Bulls beat NYC, FC. Kelly, the ref, came out afterwards and when asked about it, said that he had verbally said right. that uh, he had overruled the linesman. From yards away at a different angle. <laughs> and there was an article in Athletic, uh, and uh, I just blanked, as Adam. Forgive me, I forgot your last name, Adam. Uh, he wrote an article in the Athletic, and he basically said that he was the Kelly was in another zip code. He was forty yards away he in the center so far away. from that play, and then there's none of the video footage from cameras or anything show his mouth moving at all or saying anything. Now they have headsets, so technically he could have whispered something. <laughs> and, and maybe the linesman heard him, so that's why he didn't stop the throw-in from happening. But, but how would the Red Bulls players know that it's a throw-in unless they also had a headset? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, 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 that AR um, that did the corner call has been playing, and it's probably one of the best ARs that we have in this league, which is... You know, I'm, it doesn't speak. It can't but be reviewed. It can't be reviewed. It can't be reviewed, which is so. It's absolute shit. It's <laughs> absolute. So shit. Kelly is either lying. Different Kelly. Or there's a Red Bulls player that has a headset, 
And you can hear the rest. Actually, honestly, I wouldn't not take it against anybody. them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put against Red Bull. Oh, man. Bull. All I know is that uh, that Alex Moyle looks like a guy that runs a Honda Civic Club in the back of a Dunkin' Donuts in New Jersey. That's all I know. It's every time I see his face. <laughs> him, him and... <laughs> uh, that's so... I just, speci- that's like that's just extremely specific, Jay. He has that specific face. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, you check out my new muffler, bro. Like, check it out. Yeah, it's a civic. Relax. <laughs> People's face, the way people look, as described and, and by then Jay. The, and the owner of the Dunkin' Donuts always coming out yelling at him. Are you going yeah. to buy anything or not? Oh my! <laughs> Get God. out of my parking lot. Live Jay is the best Jay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going up against Houston, obviously. As you're watching this live, is tomorrow. But if you're listening to this tomorrow, it's today. Yay! Um, but obviously, we're going against Houston. Houston are coming off a 3-1 loss to a Carlos Vela-less LAFC, which is sort of surprising because from all this talk that I've been having— And like two days rest off a U.S. Open Cup match right, that came out. Right. So all of this talk that people have been having about how LAFC will is, as far as stats-wise, doesn't produce as much as when Vela's on the team, they've obviously showed up. They've always been like that, though. Even last season, they would rotate guys in. You'd have a new striker every – they'd sign a new guy every three weeks. Every three and weeks. And someone come in, and, and they still play, and they win. Bob Bradley's system. New yeah. Sl- the new big, I think the big question weeks. is, you know, will they be a playoff team like in other words they completely were a disastrous because they no LAFC because they had no defense so you know will they be a playoff contender just because they're doing well and they're going to win the supporter shield and they're breaking all the records and points and all that stuff honestly if they well their press is what is their defense their press is their defense and then they have like Red Bulls levels but it's still a great counter press they haven't really been plagued with the injury horse yet so and it's rumored that they are trying to sign a striker so they could even get more weapons Correct. here in the transfer windows. So but that would be, be scary. It will be interesting to see how how they become affected by the congestion, right? So if they have the the injuries start happening and all that stuff that other teams are going through, to see how they sort of recope and deliver. But I think LAFC, are, I honestly, they're my pick for MLS Cup this year and Supporters Shield. They're just, they're running too hot right now. Yeah. In my opinion. But this is on a completely different topic. So we're talking about Houston right now. So Houston just lost to LAFC, a, a 3-1 loss, right? Which is not bad. Which is not bad. <laughs> it's These not. Days it's LAFC. not bad. So, um, oh, what? You didn't lose by six goals? Okay, great. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So right now, Houston is sitting just below the playoff line in eighth place in the West, which is uh, with a record of 8-3-8. Eight, and eight. They will play again on Saturday against Toronto FC. So we could see possibly a rotated lineup. Yeah, so Houston. we get to short it on the rest, of yes, course. Yes, pretty much. Be- uh, figures, right? Yeah. yeah. But they'll come into the match uh, with six losses in their past seven matches, which is not great. And they actually have... Uh, did, wait, did Houston play LAFC on Sunday? I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. No. <laughs> so, um, they, like I said, they'll be coming in with the six losses in their seven matches, and they're actually considered one of the worst road teams in the league right now, which is surprising because I which think that we're terrible. Which means they're definitely going to beat us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that's how that happens. That's the, that's for the level that's been set now. So, um, But Houston are going to try to come and spread Atlanta out and, and force errors on that, on our less than consistent back line. But uh, we should also note that we will be playing without Franco Escobar. So <laughs> that stupid card, the stupid yellow Even if card, it was a foul because I guess that's debatable, right? But some people By the say way, a foul. The ref, the ref said on the field it was a so, red card, and then he event. didn't give the red card. And then he didn't then give the red your, card. What is this lying, pro referees? Why are you lying? Just, just make mistakes. It's bad enough, but don't try to cover up and say stupid shit or say stuff and then don't do it. Like make don't up your you, damn don't mind. Don't you become better 
Uh, I'm good. Thanks. And anyways, if it was an actual red card, then VAR could have reviewed it and given it a red card. Yeah. And they didn't because it's a stupid yellow card in the first place. So anyways, um, there is, uh, guys, if you show up, uh, you may want to wear white. That's because Atlanta United is asking to do a white out, which is Correct. basically like in college football. Everybody shows up. I think Tanner in his latest five, Stripes 5, does a great explanation of that. You can go check that out on Atlanta United Fan TV, and you can check out the video. He's got Penn State kind of showing what they do. So anyways, everybody wears all white. Uh, that will, I guess... Cause great fear in the heads great of Houston the, players. The, um, the eyes of the Houston players. Look at all the, yeah. the people in white jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll try it. Let's try it at mm-hmm. least, you know? But let's talk about what. Now, now, Houston did beat the Red Bulls, by the way. Red Bulls were away to Houston. So, you know, just to But keep Houston that in mind. was at a home. It's still, I'm, st- I'm still saying, I'm just saying, just because they. I, were I, the I Red get, Bulls wearing white? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the maybe that's the juju. Maybe that's why they picked that night to do the wearing white. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Frank DeBoer did say on Houston that they have got pace and good quality. They have a lot of South American players, and they'll Which put is, a lot of heart in it. That's I love how he just says they have a lot of South American players. Like in other words, without South American players, you are not quality. <laughs> that's what it comes off as. Like they have the South Americans, very good, very good quality. Uh, I just love that. Like like by default, by if default, they're playing they South Americans, then it's like the good quality. But he said they have a lot of heart. Which isn't not true uh, for no, most of these South American players, the MLS. They, yeah, so. Pretty much. But they have a lot of heart, and they play quite direct. And, and he did say that they are a nice team to watch. So I think I'm hoping that it's an entertaining match to watch, at least I'm hoping. If you don't have a white kit, Nile, wear a white ring tee or a Hanes tee or something. Figure Just, it out. Wh- uh, I wouldn't say the other thing that's white, but yes. I, it's I the, white, the wife beater, I wouldn't say, because it's a, it's a white beater. But it, people used to call it a wife beater, which is not. It's a different thing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Sorry. Uh, no idea. I grew up in the South. I'm sorry. I which is that has nothing, even that has worse. nothing to do with the South, by the worse. way. Grew up in New York, same That's, thing. Uh, oh, was it called the same thing there? Same thing all across oh, country. Oh, gosh. Guarantee it. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Live Kelly is the worst Kelly. I don't, even, I don't even want to preview DC. <laughs> I don't even want to preview You don't even want to go there? No. Okay. We no. won't even go into DC, guys. Forget that. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Houston's so enough. So let's talk about the matches that Atlanta United has coming up. Then, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Correct. Wednesday, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, though, we do get a bit of a break uh, between when we play DC on Sunday and when we play LAFC on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Kickoffs at 7 p.m. Uh, uh, Wednesday. And, uh, yep, so uh, tailgate per usual going on. Yep. Don't miss it. Don't miss it out. <laughs> now, what I will say is that uh, if you come to the tailgate on Sunday, uh, there will be Devin and I and Kelly and Tanner. We'll be roaming around, and we'll have some special guests with us from over in the U.K., uh, and uh, we'll be doing some filming. And so come find us. Find out who, who it will be. Maybe we'll give uh, uh, some hints uh, and uh, tweet some stuff later. as it gets closer. So. Don't miss out it's on that. It's exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, as we said with Elaine United 2, Birmingham Legion coming up next, uh, and then they play the Charlotte Independence. And I don't, it doesn't matter. All those teams look the same to me. They look like L's, L's, LL. Like that's. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. So yeah, maybe uh, I just I just feel bad for the fans that are paying money. I know it's not a lot, but they're still buying for 400 bucks a pit pass or whatever for the season to go and watch. Atlanta too. Now, granted, they get stuff oh, for too, that okay. money. They get access to the players. It's a lot more easy to go up for autographs yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it would be nice if we gave something, you know, for the kids to show up 
you know, to those matches because a lot of times it's families and kids yeah. to see a W. Yeah. So hopefully we We'd do like it. A w. And maybe we'll see Aussie do play and we'll get the W. We'll get a, a double win. I mean, yeah. we like we still like Aussie do, but you yeah. know, it'd be nice to get. Let a him w. get a goal, and then yeah. we get three, and then we get three. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Win, 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 win <laughs> on that. Win, win, definitely. Uh, and then we got some uh, up. We got one upcoming event. Uh, the Unified Soccer Match is July 21st, so you can head down to the 100 level after the final whistle. Where this is the only game I think they play at home. Yeah. So, so that's a, this upcoming Sunday. Yeah. So after the final whistle, uh, where Atlanta United Unified team will play the DC Uni United Unified team, they'll play immediately following the match on Sunday. So if you want to stay, hang around, watch the Unified team play, yeah, come in, hang out in, with in them. In the past, they said they were going to do that stuff, and then it didn't happen that way, yeah. so you couldn't see the match, or unless you were a family member and stuff like that. So that'll be cool if you want to support the Unified team, hang around and uh, and participate in that. What do we got? We have an iTunes review. Oh, I. I, I've been so backloaded. I haven't looked at the iTunes review. So All right. Well, while you're gonna, looking at that, yes. I want to pull up some stuff and talk about some, some stuff. Oh, do, oh gosh. I'm pulling, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling a uh, wild card here. All right. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is a uh, jacket <laughs> that is for sale. Oh, for, my God. That jacket? For $79.99, limited edition. I hope it's limited like they made one. <laughs> and uh, I hope it's super. Like, the, cl the clock keeps resetting. It's, I said something before. Now it says 17 hours left on the clock, and it's basically looks like what most people are calling a NASCAR jacket. Uh, it's got a flaming soccer ball on it on the back, and a huge United logo, and then a United down the side, and a United down the sleeves, and then more United logos, and it's got a hoodie. It's got a hoodie, guys, and it's got a giant MLS badge on the front, and it says Football Club. And then Atlanta United. Football club, Atlanta United. Woo. Yeah. And, it is, uh, yeah. it is one of the most atrocious things I've seen. <laughs> Anibal said that he's definitely rocking that. So I would love but to Anibal see him But Anibal could that. rock that. He could though. rock that. Yeah. Like so that, would, it, that jacket makes it sense. It would go because with his platinum would, hair. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Or uh, when he already sprayed it. Coming uh, down to Flavortown. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's a motorcycle jacket. It looks very thin. Uh, it's only 80 bucks. So I definitely wouldn't expect that to protect you very much from, from Road Rash uh, at all. Uh, but, yeah, if you want it, you can check it out at fatherbears.com. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> called what now? Fatherbears.com, which to me, when you hear talk of people talk about bears, it's members it's of the a, gay community. It's, yeah, correct. Like it's a very different. Big bears. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like hanging out Which at the actually, LA Eagle, you know. Yeah, like, no, if we're talking about that jacket, then that jacket would make a lot more sense now. <laughs> and that makes so much I more sense now. I don't think a bear wearing that at an LA Eagle, at, at, I, like totally not. I mean, they like playing pool? A, no way. Uh -uh. You don't think so? No. Come no. on. I don't I think, think they'd I get could. caught dead in that thing. Uh -uh. Oh, my Lord. No way. Also, another thing, if we're uh, scrounging around Reddit, um, with, apparently, if you are attempting to just buy tickets through the regular Ticketmaster online route uh, for the Open Cup match against Orlando, you will get a message that says that sales of this event are restricted to residents of Florida. So, yes. what does that mean? It's not anything that surprising is to help limit scalping and also for the front office in Orlando to control where people are sitting. If you call the front office of Atlanta United, they will hook you up with tickets in the correct section. If you are a member of a supporters group, they will obviously get you tickets in the correct section. And so, and then if you want, really want to sit where you want to sit and try to do that, you can contact the front office and call the, their ticket office directly at Orlando, and they should help you find seats. So I know people are making a big deal about this and the pop-up, and you have to be a Florida resident. It's kind of funny. But you can get tickets. 
uh, it's fine. So don't worry about it. Lastly, apparently Mikey Ambrose went a little nuts with the Facebook app uh, yes. that is popular right now that makes everybody look really old. Oh my gosh, please share. Uh, so we have uh, Miles Robinson, it looks like. Uh, there's no labels, so I'm guessing this is Miles Robinson. Um, I don't know who this is. Oh, is that Vasquez? No, that's a, there's a lion tattoo there. That's Is that Tito? Is that Tito? I can't see the photos. Oh, it's so not, I can't see it on my end. It's not pulling up on your end? Oh, well. Well, it's about to. Yeah. It's about to, for uh, sure. And then... Parkhurst, who looks kind of like Parkhurst, like doesn't change very much. And then Mikey Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very interesting to see because I, I gotta admit that I went onto the Face app today and put my face in it, and I will not be sharing those photos <laughs> ever. It like literally just made me look at my face and be like, I need to put way more mo moisturizer on my face at night to to avoid ever looking like this. Like for some reason, it gave me a lazy eye. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand that. I was like, I, I, I don't have one in real life. So it was just very interesting <laughs> in general. Uh, the, uh, the giveaway uh, from Mike German thought, at Thoughtmaker of the T-shirt went off very well. Uh, those of you who replied and retweeted and followed and all that stuff uh, participated. Thank you for participating. A winner was announced a week or so ago. Uh, if you are an artist and you would like your stuff showcased nice. or to do a giveaway, we'd be happy to help facilitate that. Get your name out there and get that stuff out there of any kind of Atlanta United related swag or or art or stuff like that. I have a painting now, Gressel painting uh, from a fantastic artist too. That you know, it's it's all great. So we love to to advertise that stuff. So let us know. <laughs> so uh, back to the iTunes review because Kelly finally figured out how to work it. Okay. Uh, we do have one. It was uh, made um, by Darwin Duck. Oh, I think this is new. Yeah. Uh, 1289. It says uh, five stars. Uh, irreverent, ridiculous, and everything. I, it won't let me do the full title, but everything I'm assuming you need to know. So it says, listen to Kelly, Jessica, and Jay is basically like sitting down with your friends to discuss all things Atlanta United football. Their rambling discussions are fabulously irrelevant, delightfully ridiculous, and by far the most fun way to stay updated on the club. You're absolutely right, sir. Your check's in the mail. Boom. Checks in the mail. Delightfully it's ridiculous. Gonna bounce, but it's in the mail. <laughs> that's gonna like be tattooed on my arm. Delightfully ridiculous. That's a lot. That's a lot to chew. That's a whole arm tattoo right that's there. That's a whole arm tattoo. <laughs> that's what Atlanta is familia is now just gonna say delightfully ridiculous. Oh man. So guys, if you're watching us on Atlanta United Fan TV, remember to like, subscribe, share, and comment, all that fun stuff. You've already been commenting in chat, so fantastic. Thank you for showing up for our first live stream from Hudson FC. Uh, and yeah, check out the other shows like Five Stripe Five and uh, and all that stuff we're putting up on there. More stuff to come down on the road. You can check out one of us on Soccer Down Here every Monday, typically at 10 a.m. unless they do a late show. Uh, you can check out uh, Kelly, Jess, or I on the mm -hmm. phone. Uh, we rotate through there. Kelly and just did a great job doing a lot of women's World Cup coverage. Was a lot. Uh, and and we will yeah. be doing a sort of World Cup wrap-up, so just be on the lookout for that with me, uh, Jess, and Jason. Yeah. Uh, the Triple J. I, I may be doing a super secret interview with a player <gasps> coming up to do something with a charity event that they're doing in September. Uh, so we'll keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll make sure that I gets out. I wonder who that would be. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll just say that I am very bad at golf. Uh, maybe he can show me something. There you go. Um, I would love to see you <laughs> attempt to drive a ball. I can drive a ball. I okay. just can't hit it straight. <laughs> no, so I can drive. I just can't do any of the putting. Like, oh. I am absolutely crap at putting. See, I spent a lot of time on the putting courses, so 
you know, <laughs> the with the windmills and the, <laughs> and the giraffes. So I'm very good at the obstacles. Uh, you can uh, find Unreal at Unreal ATL on all the social media. You can find me at J-A-Y-W Riddle on Twitter. You can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias. And Jessica's at Jessica ATLUTD. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yes. for hanging out and chat a little bit. We'll hope to make this more of a regular occurrence. Uh, we'll go back and check the stream, make sure the video quality was okay. Uh, if it wasn't, we can always hop over to my phone, do a hotspot there, and yeah. I think that'll be fine because we did like a six-hour thing last year on my phone. On the phone, yeah. Uh, streaming, and it was relatively fine. So. You might just have to do that next time because they, everybody's been saying it's a little bit, a little bit in and out. Yeah, I don't know if it was just a start or not. We'll just uh, have to go back and look at it. But uh, I think the audio's been fine, so yeah. hopefully if you're listening on a podcast, there haven't been any interruptions, uh, and this live feed hasn't interrupted it's your experience. Glory smooth and delightfully ridiculous absolutely all right guys thanks so much and we'll catch you next time